Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Bear and Federated Insurance. Welcome back to another episode of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and the host here of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. So let's talk a little bit about running a business with your spouse. What are the pros? What are the cons? More importantly, how do you navigate the adventure of running a business while also maintaining some sort of a a work-life balance, right? Um, You could almost argue being an entrepreneur, even without your spouse in the business, there's not much of a balance, but especially when you're working every day, all day with your spouse in the business, how do you balance that? Uh, And so thankfully, we've got some amazing industry experts, some industry leaders here uh, that are willing to to share a little bit about their story. Um, Over the next few weeks, we got a new series we're kicking off today called Running a Business with Your Spouse. It's going to be a four-part series that will air here over the next month. Uh, And so today, I couldn't think of a better couple to kick this series off with. Today's episode, we've got Matt and Maggie Kuyper with us from Harpeth Painting in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, If you're a PCA member, you're probably familiar with the Kuypers. You've seen them around. Uh, They had a big hand in Expo last year, uh, and they're very generous with just offering their their insight and how they built their business. And if you're not a PCA member, well, here's my shameless plug. You definitely should be. Uh, Visit PCAPaintEd.org for more information. We'll put that in the show notes here. Um, But I'm just going to say this, all the couples we're going to have on here, um, I made it very clear that I I would put this disclaimer in here at the beginning, right? Um, Nobody's perfect. All right. Um, And nobody's got every little detail figured out. I would argue just like every uh, business owner we bring on the show, we're all still figuring things out together. Right. Um, But the reason why we've invited these four couples coming into this series is two things. One, their business is thriving. And two, they're still married. So obviously something's working right for them. Uh, And so we just want them to share a little bit how they've navigated working in business together, how they've grown things, what was their relation or the the situation in the business, who started the business, like how did everything kind of come about and just share some insight for those of you guys that are in their shoes on how you can navigate running a business with your spouse in a great way. So I hope it helps. Thanks for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. Matt, Maggie, welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Thank you guys for taking time to do this. Happy anniversary. How fitting is that, that the day we're recording this, you guys said was your was your anniversary. So um, happy anniversary to you guys. Thanks. Good planning on that part. I know, right? I know. Um, I mean, how many amazing years has it been? Do I, I don't want to put either of you guys on the spot. So I hope somebody at least knows years this. Or years? <laughs> uh, well, okay. That's, this is going to get real interesting real quick. I can tell. So can go, uh, say it at the same time. How many years? <laughs> oh, you should. Years. Total years. Okay. One, two, three, 16. 16. Hey. All right. Yes. Yes. See, all right. You guys are on the same page at least for that. So, um, I love it. You guys are awesome. So tell us a little bit about the story of, of Harpeth painting, kind of how it came to be. Uh, was it something one of you guys started initially and then the other one came on board with? Was it something you guys jumped in together with? Just kind of give us a little bit of the backstory of, of what Harpeth and, and how it was created. So from a standpoint of us being couples and being married, uh, we started the business together in that essence, but I was more involved 
from a day-to-day standpoint for the first probably two years, because the first year was kind of a side project. Uh, and Maggie had another job at that point and was having a baby. Um, but then shortly after we really dedicated to making it a full-time thing and knowing this was going to be our future, uh, Maggie stepped in a lot more and then uh, continually kind of, we, we'll say she rose up the ranks pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 Well, can I say that? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> how, um, so how, how did that like transition period go? I mean, you know, for Matt, for you to be in the business and then for Maggie to come in, like, was it a pretty smooth transition? Um, I know your personalities. And so, uh, I'm sure that made it for interesting times at some periods of time, but like, in a good way, in a good way. Don't give me that look, Maggie. Uh, but like, how was that transition phase for you guys? I think it was the kind of the typical story that you hear most contractors say was the, uh, well, yeah, my wife does the books and she's doing job costing and she's helping with admin. We kind of thought that that was the logical way that most people do this. So that's what we did. Right. Uh, and quickly learned that Maggie has a lot more strengths than that, which which I knew, but that was kind of just the progress or the progression that we made with the business. Uh, and then as as we continued to grow, she just st- continued to step up and find her stride. Yeah, I should let you talk about that more. Talk about me. It's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> what does my, my stride look like? Uh, yeah, you're m- much better. Um, uh we're both kind of the hybrid integrator visionary. Neither one of us is really strong in one direction or the other, but Maggie had a much more better aptitude of, of leadership and um, kind of the nuts and bolts part of the business. Okay. No, that's good. Maggie, what's your point of view? Um, no, I think it's spot on. I, I feel like I came in a little bit as a disruptor because my background is far from construction. I have a background in education and school admin coaching. Um, and it, I just remember probably to the point of obnoxiousness to Matt would just ask questions. Well, why does it have to be that way? Like, why are we doing it like that? And sometimes he had a very good answer. Well, here's the law or here's why construction works that way. But then other times it was like, huh, yeah, I guess so. And so I think the more the more we started to build that trust of me figuring out the industry and him realizing that he didn't have to do everything is kind of when we started to differentiate those leadership roles. I like it. Matt, were those conversations like hard or annoying I mean, I appreciate it. Like, like, I want this to be open and honest, right? I don't want to cause it. Yeah, I forgot this is a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, like, was that like when she would ask you those questions, was it like, Maggie, it's just because it's the way it's done? Or was it like, were you very open-minded about it as she was trying to integrate herself into the business? Uh, I was not open-minded at first. Okay. Like, I'm the expert. I know what I'm doing. Just do what I say. Right. <laughs> yeah. And- that sort of collaboration doesn't get you far with anybody in your business, whether it's a spouse or an employee. That's good. That's good perspective. I'm Prith Fiverkani, and we've got recruiting best practices, pain and training resources, and a bare pro sweepstakes coming your way in this PCA minute. It's recruiting season. If you're wondering where all the good candidates are, we got you covered. 
there's an entire section on PCA Overdrive dedicated to hiring, recruiting, and retention. Curated from your favorite podcasts, expo sessions, and virtual events, you'll learn to hire and keep rock stars in your company. Just look for the hiring, recruiting, and retention lane on PCA Overdrive. Get your crew field ready faster with PCA's Painter Training. PCA Overdrive provides free access to Painter Training videos in English and Spanish. Our training portal offers a more in-depth learning experience through a guided pathway. Each module has an assessment and certificates are awarded at the completion of each level. To learn more, go to pcapaintad.org training. Finally, enter for a chance to win the Bear Pro Painter Sweepstakes. Price includes $5,000 worth of Bear, Kills, Graco, and 3M products. Visit pca.so slash Bear Pro Sweepstakes to enter now. So did it take some time of seeing Maggie's thoughts and ideas paying off for you to kind of get bought into like, hey, she really has a lot of value to add here? Yeah, I mean, you knew she had value, but... It took time. Well, just like any growing business, you you don't know that certain things are going to work until you do it. Yeah, I think I won him over when it was probably a couple of years in and he was pissed off every Friday because he had to write payroll checks, like just pissed. He was like, we yeah. can't leave town because the guys can't get paid. It's a it's a shuffle every Friday morning. Um, this is just this is ridiculous. And most of our guys didn't want to do direct deposit, you know, so it was just like a thing. And I was like, well, why don't we pay him on Wednesday? And he was like, that's not how you do it. And I was like, why not? What's the matter? Yeah. I mean, who cares? And he was just kind of like, no, like we pay him every Friday. How do we do this? So I just set up a plan. I was like, here's what the transition to Wednesdays will look like. There'll be like a little lag. We just need to communicate it to the guys. I kind of like went through that process, mapped it out, did the communication piece. And all of a sudden it got changed. And Matt was like, oh, Number one, this worked. Number two, she had a plan and she executed it. And number three, nothing's broken. Okay. I might be listening. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, no, I love that. I think that's a lot of, you know, what we hear with like clients and just other people in the industry is it's like typically in, in the role where you guys kind of built, have built your business where Matt, you were in the business and then Maggie, you kind of came into it. It's like, there's a lot of friction behind that. Right. And it's, I think it's been a good thing, obviously, as you just said, Maggie, that you have a totally different perspective about the business and about the industry than what Matt had coming into it. And so while that's refreshing when you have a spouse that is willing to like try some different things, I also see it cause a lot of butting heads for people because it's the exactly what you guys said. Um, hey, you don't know what you're talking about. I know everything. This is why we do it the way we do it. Um, and again, it's that that openness. And, and Matt, I love what you just said about that. That doesn't get you far in business, right? Um, if you're not coachable and willing to be open-minded. So when did you guys start Harpeth, Matt? When, when was the like official year that you've launched? I think it was 2017. Okay. So you guys are like six years into this, just crazy amazing to see what you guys have built in six years, by the way. So never lose sight of that and always be sure to celebrate those types of wins. Cause, um, it's easy to get sucked into the day to day and forget about that. So how long, so, so 2017, so Maggie, you came in 2018, 2019, is that correct? Yep. Somewhere in there. How long did it take you guys to really feel like you found your, your roles in the business? Uh, maybe, maybe I have mine now. Do you have yours? Mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Okay, good. So it's always changing, right? Yeah, Yeah. that is. 
That's yeah. good. So how, I mean, how did you guys kind of define who was going to do what, you know, Maggie, once you came on board and, and we're all in on this, how did you guys really navigate that? I mean, as you said, you kind of started out with some admin, some job costing this and that, and then you quickly realized the value she had, but how did you really sit down and break up? Like, here's what you're going to do. Here's what I'm responsible for. It started with Matt giving me everything he didn't want to do. Um, like any good husband. Yeah. I mean, it sounds bad and actually part of it was, but then part of it was okay because he needed to be able to do the amazing high level stuff that he does. And he didn't need to be bogged down by, um, other things that wore him out. But, um, I think that was the first phase was getting things off of Matt's plate that he didn't want to be doing that weren't life giving so that he could do the life giving things he does. Then it, so I'm kind of like riding in kind of sweeping up the mess. So then phase two is let's get Maggie doing what she wants to do (laughs) and what's life giving for her. And um, that's kind of how we slowly brought in members of our team. Yeah. Just through honestly, some of our retreats with Nick Slavic through his, uh, what is it called? Master Painter Live retreat. Um, And just kind of sharing our business structure and our gifts and talents with peers that we trust and that are invested in our company emotionally, not literally. Right. And seeing them say, well, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you in this role and you in this role? And we're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So feedback from your team was key and I'm sure open communication between you guys was also key to figuring that out. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. And really just figuring out what's the highest and best use of each one of our skill sets and each one of our time. Right. And figuring out how to build a business around that. Yeah. That's cool. So with that being said, one question we get from a lot of people is how do you maintain any sort of balance in your marriage in your business, working together, coming home. Like, how do you guys do that? Is do you guys have like guidelines and kind of guardrails you follow? Is it just, do you figure it out day by day? Like how have you guys navigated that in the last five to six years or have you? I think we accidentally do it well, right? I don't know if we, we both grew up with, with uh, parents who were entrepreneurs and business owners. Okay. So we were exposed to that sort of life early on, both of us. Yeah. So I think there was certain built-in limitations that we had of, hey, let's let's make sure to table this conversation for tomorrow, or let's talk about it after the kids go to bed. Or um, we we really didn't have to talk about it that much. I think we both both intrinsically had that from the way that we were raised. But I That's think good. it's also, you know, there's this um there's this boundaries thing that is very trendy right now. And it's obviously very healthy. Um, But 
if we're sitting on the porch and the kids are watching TV inside and it's a random Wednesday night and we start talking about business, um, sometimes that's actually okay. Like we enjoy sharing in ideas and thoughts and, and kind of hashing things out in the freedom of just me and him. Cause we don't really have, you know, ownership meetings during the work day um, or during the work week. I think we have them on the calendar, but we, we yeah, we don't do them. That was going to be one of my other questions. Want to go work out instead? I'm like, yeah, let's do that. Um, I like it. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. And so I think, you know, sometimes you got to give people the freedom that if they want to talk about stuff outside of work hours, that's okay. As long as it's obviously not putting us in sour moods or right in front of the kids or whatnot. But that's sometimes where our greatest conversations come. Well, I think that's an important point that you just bring up. I think for all entrepreneurs listening to this, even somebody not with their spouses, entrepreneurship, like your brain doesn't stop, right? Especially when you're kind of part visionary, part integrator, you're always trying to find better ways to do things, thinking about this, like you can never tell me that you're not thinking about it for the most part, right? Outside of doing certain activities. And I think even in a relationship, again, like you said, if it's at a time where it's, you guys aren't doing anything together as a family, you're like, why stop that, right? Again, I get the most random ideas. It seems like between 8.30 and 9.30 at night is when I have my best ideas. And it drives me crazy because I'm like, I just want to go to bed. Like, but why would I stop that and say, oh, I'll deal with that tomorrow? Like, no, just sit down and write it all out or something, right? I think it's the same thing conversations between you two. It's like, why intentionally stop something because you have these preset boundaries um, as long as it's in a healthy way, right? As long as it's not going to turn into an argument between the two of you or something like that, right? Um, And I doubt that ever happens. But, you know, just making sure it's done in a productive way, but that you guys do have a balance there. So I think that's a good perspective. Have we ever gotten an argument over work? Nothing vital, no. (laughs) That's good. That's a good thing. That means you guys are like in sync with the business. So um, not to throw it back to 90s pop bands, but um, how do you guys navigate? So kind of on that topic then, like how do you guys navigate differing opinions, different ideas, different viewpoints? Like how do you guys like, you know, again, especially early on or even still to this day, like, you know, Matt, if you got a great idea and Maggie, you're not a fan of it or you don't like it. Like how do you guys deal with that? I think a lot of times uh, we'll just give the other person permission to do it. If it's not something that's going to be detrimental to the business, like you're not betting the whole farm. It's like, if you want to do that, go try it out, go see if you can make that work. And if it works, I'm on board with it. Yeah. I think that's too. There's, um, yeah. The, the freedom to do it, but then also um, the freedom to, to shoot it down. Like, you know, I think we, our core of this is the same, which is keeping this business successful, keeping this business profitable and keeping our team thriving. And so, you know, at the bottom of it, if I can say, well, do you think that's really a good idea for our project managers? Or do you think this is really going to go over that well with the subs? And if the answer is no, that's not me saying, Hey, that's a bad idea. That's us just going back to the core of why we're doing this. Right. No, that's good. Um, so, I mean, kind of almost playing devil's advocate at some point or sometimes making more of a decision process or thinking through it. Yeah. I mean, we could not be more different when it comes to how we lead and how we approach 
um, issues or, you know, Matt's very much more like we're going to fight this head on and we're going to talk about this and we're going to, we're, this is no nonsense. We're not handling it or we're not dealing with this. And I'm a little bit more like, hang on, like, and we pair yeah. it the same way. So really we're just right. like that over from parenting <laughs> to parenting. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's a good balance, obviously. Yeah. Well, I think there's a time and a place for each of them too, right? Yeah. It sounds cliche, but it really does go back to like, does this support our core values? We, you know, we can have arguments at home and we have certain values that we have at home that'll be filtered through that as well. Yeah, and yeah. same thing is true for business. Yeah. So when you've got a good vision and good values, if you use that lens for everything again at home and family, but also in business that that'll always keep you on track. Yep. I really thought when you said it was something cliche, you were going to say that I was the yin to your yang, yeah. but I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next year on the, on the 17th anniversary. So, uh, but I mean, I think, you know, you have to have the, the strengths and weaknesses balance between you guys. Right. I think it's good that again, as I said, there's a time and a place for each of those leadership styles. Um, and it's good that you guys have that complementary balance between the two of you. Right. Because sometimes you do have to be a little bit more hard charging and sometimes you need a little bit of a softer approach, right? So um, I don't think that's that's necessarily a bad thing. What are three things that you guys feel like you've learned over the last five or six years working together in your business um, that, you know, maybe you've learned them the hard way, maybe you've learned them easy way or just kind of happen to stumble upon it. But what are, what are a few things that you guys have learned in working together and kind of co-running a business like Harpeth? Well, I know we wouldn't be nearly as successful if it was one of us doing it alone. I think the combined skill set and personalities have contributed to our success That's and good. hopefully continued success. Yeah. And that can be applied to a married couple in business or anyone. I mean, we, that trickles down into our hires. We're not trying to hire the same exact personality for all 10 roles in our leadership team. <laughs> right. That would be a very boring or very exciting leadership team, depending on which way you hired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even my team would be exciting, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hey there. I bet business is probably picking up for you right now and things are feeling good and using the right tools like Estimate Rocket can help keep it that way. Estimate Rocket offers professional estimates and proposals with digital signature, single source work orders for the entire team, lead to paid job management, full scheduling tools with mapping and time tracking, automated email campaigns, invoicing that exports to any accounting system, and deep data analysis reports. Go to EstimateRocket.com for a free 30-day trial to see if Estimate Rocket is a fit for you. No, I think that's good. Um, you know, one thing I was just thinking of as we were like talking through this is, you know, when we talk about the balance between people, like, do you think the support of you guys being in the fight together has also helped you guys get to where you're at? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, but there's also the dichotomy that makes that really hard when things aren't going well. It's not good for either one of us. Yeah. You know, if she had a bad day at work and she came home to me to complain about it, I probably had a bad day too. Cause we're in the same business. Yeah. When and you're up, you're up. And when you're down, fold. you're down. Yep. Yeah. 
No, that's good. I mean, how do you guys navigate that? Like, I mean, obviously I know you guys have a big long-term vision, right? And you know, you're going to have days where things don't go well, you're going to have bad days, but at the end of the day, you guys know that you're rowing in the same boat together in the direction of that vision. But like, how do you guys navigate when you both have a bad day like that? Matt's really good at, uh, he's learned to communicate it, um, to just say like, I am having a rough day. It's not your fault. I just got to get through this or something. And for me, uh, it's a bit of a check your ego, right? Because I'm immediately like, well, I can't fix it. And what did I do wrong? And, you know, all these things, but realizing that um, if it wasn't our company and he had a bad day, it's no different than if it is. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Um, All right. So what else? So, so open communication um, is definitely a big thing. What else? I think um, we, we've found a lot of value. You know, it's lonely being a leader. It's lonely being at the top. We're obviously lucky that we get to do it together, but we're different humans. And so that doesn't mean that there's still not days that are hard where you feel like, you're kind of in it because we do different things. Right. So the stuff that I'm doing, I feel ownership over it's, it's not his. Um, So surrounding ourselves with peers, uh, we talk a lot with a few of our good friends in the industry about, you know, we can't dig into some of these personnel issues or financial issues or growth issues, uh, fears, joys, excitements. You can't really do it with your leadership team as much as I want to do that with them it's not their company. In the end, everything is on our shoulders. And to have a community of people who also know what that's like and who share those same things, there's an empathy level that's important. And obviously that's both within the industry and outside. So many of our friends are business owners, our parents, et cetera. So just making sure you have that support because it's sometimes it's hard and you just want someone to acknowledge that. And sometimes you need someone to be as excited as you are. I'm always shocked um, by friends who don't work or work for someone else, but had a parent who owned their own business and they look you in the eyes and they're like, I know what you do is hard. And I applaud that. And you're like, oh, thank you. Yeah. 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 I call it the entrepreneur roller coaster for a reason. Yeah. But it's more fun to ride roller coasters with friends, right? It is. Or your spouse, right? Um, I mean, do you guys think whenever you have those, I love what you just said, Maggie, like at the end of the day, ultimately it's your company, right? And there's times to bring leadership team into stuff and there's times not to, um, and not in a bad way, but at the end of the day, again, it's the ownership, but do you feel like it's easier because when those times get tough or you have to make those decisions, you guys have each other to connect on that with, like, do you feel like that's easier and better than one of you guys shouldering all of it yourself? I, I do agree with that. I'm a very collaborative person when it comes to like hashing out thought process stuff. Yeah. Like I'm not good at just some people just start writing. I need to talk it out. Yeah. And if I didn't have another owner level type person doing that with me, it'd be very difficult, even if it's yeah. not a spouse. Well, and I think too, I mean, I love what you just said about like other, you know, industry peers and stuff, but at the end of the day, like it's still not their company either. Right. So like you can get perspective and it's helpful, but at the end of the day, like 
you have to make the decision and you have to live with the consequences, good or bad. And so at least you can say, well, we made the decision together. So we're going to sink or swim together versus, you know, one of you guys being responsible for it. So, um, so you're saying there are pros to running a business together and, you know, being married. So that's good to know. Um, so I know we talked a little bit about communication. One question we get a lot is like, how do you communicate? So what are kind of your guys' roles right now in Harpeth? And Matt, sounds like you're still finding you're still a little bit in some cases, but like it's kind of is an overall theme. Obviously you found it to some degree because you guys are where you are, but like what are your kind of roles day to day and do you guys really have much crossover or is it really just the very high level financial, that's really the, the biggest crossover between you guys? Why don't you explain that probably? So my role is technically CEO. Um, with Matt, we have two divisions right now and Matt oversees what we call the new construction division. Um, Matt also kind of is the visionary. So like if you put him on an org chart, he'd be like the little puppeteer at the top, kind of more as a board of advisor. So while the day to day I'm operating as a CEO, yeah. It's almost like when I'm in that role, he's kind of my support and my yeah. sounding board and my, yeah, advisory piece. But if you look at it from a day-to-day, Matt's really, from a business perspective, just doing kind of the commercial takeoffs, the new construction, building those relationships, getting those cool. projects sold. Um, that's what it looks like, but really. He's in my ear all the time. Yeah. No, that's good. So has it been easy for you guys this whole time? We're not just going to say today to communicate well with each other when need be, or cause that's one thing we see we see and hear a lot from people is like, just, we don't communicate well. Right. And I know it sounds like you guys are kind of on the same page and it's been, I'm sure a growth process for you guys, but like, how did you guys kind of solve that communication? Like, did you, have you guys always had like weekly meetings together to sit down and talk about things? Like what's been kind of some of the solutions you guys have noticed with that? I still think we're learning how to communicate. Um, Matt's, like I mentioned earlier, he wants things done. Like as soon as, as soon as we decided, it's like, why isn't it finished? And so some of our communication is having to slow down and talk out the process and this and that. And, um, but if I get, so for example, if if we have something we're working on, we have a two month goal to make it happen and we're 10 days in and there's a hiccup related to that process. My personality is to talk about it. I need, I need to hash it out. I need to vent basically. to then when he comes in and he's like, no, like we got to fix this now. This is such a problem. Just fix it. Why is this not fixed? And I was like, we have a plan. <laughs> it's two yep. months. <laughs> Here's the plan. Right. Yeah. So we definitely have learned, I think in the last year, um, I mean, we write down our goals and we try to write down our plans because then that's an easy reminder. Um, something, I don't remember what it was. There's something that he was like, this, this doesn't happen fast enough. I'm not happy with this. And I was like, no, no, no. Look back at the goals we made. We, we said by the end of Q2, we have seven right. days. <laughs> right. We're almost there. <laughs> We're this close. Just be patient. Trust the process. 
And we are. We're almost there. I don't know that we can't do, but it's 85%. But point being, we've definitely, I mean, there's still, it's not perfect. And I know that's definitely the message you didn't want to try to share with people is that it's easy. No, we've, we've shared a lot of the beauty of it and we would never do it any differently. But at the same time, I mean, there's still situations where we're just, there's nothing to do about it. And I was like, I'm sorry, I just need to talk about that. And he's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't like to hear about it. So I'm not really sure what we're going to do there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right. This is awkward. Um, I think of a lot of it too, is, has gone back to the 16 years that we've worked on both emotional and spiritual mature, maturity in ourselves and then how we communicate outside of the business, um, yeah. both through just things that we, we read and learn and therapy individually and together of understanding what her needs are as a person and what my needs are as a person and then how we communicate. And that, that takes intentional time to commit to having that sort of maturity. Yeah. No. Yeah. We didn't just, we didn't just get married and land at this ability. It's been a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Does your business need more reviews? Nice job can help. Our reputation marketing platform automates review invites to save you time. Reviews are collected and distributed across major platforms such as Google, Facebook, and more. Turn your reviews into customer stories with photos that you can share across your social channels. Nice job allows you to manage all of this within our platform. Start your free trial today. Yeah, one well, I think, you know, as we talk about business and running it together with your spouse, I mean, it overlaps so much in the problems you have in your marriage will come out in business. The problems you have as individuals will come out in business, right? And so I think, I love what you just said there, Matt. Um, and I just made a note to, for that to be probably the promo clip from this episode is because it is so true, right? Um, nobody, I would argue, nobody's ever going to be perfect in communication in a relationship, right? It's, it's almost impossible, but you can continue to grow and get better at it. And if you work on it as individuals, if you work on it in your marriage, it will translate over into business. It has to, right? You can't be really good at communicating about the kids and everything else in your personal lives and be terrible about it in business. It typically is going to go hand in hand. Um, and so I think just working on that, I love that because sometimes it's not, what can we do better in our business? It's what can we do in our personal lives that can make us better in our business, right? Personal development. I love what you guys said, therapy, just continuing to grow and find better ways to be human beings <laughs> that will then also work together as a couple and business partners. Right. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, anything else you guys want to add on that before we, we start to wrap up and ask the last question? No, you guys are awesome. This um, like a, uh, a, a rapid fire hot round or whatever. Like it is. I got 16 questions. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no guys, I, I appreciate you guys taking time to do this. Uh, the one thing I always like to ask is like, what's one final piece of advice and you guys can each come up with your own. What's one final piece of advice you would want to leave a husband and wife listening to this episode with, um, to help them in their business and, or their marriage in general, like we just talked about. Mm. One piece of advice. Yeah, but I'm not giving you mine. You got to come with your own. <laughs> and you better take my advice too. Yeah. Uh-oh. 
Uh-oh. Uh, I would just say to seek the counsel of, of wise leaders, whether that's uh, pastor, family, counselors, other business owners. Uh, don't isolate yourself. That's good. Oh, I should have gone first. Um, I think the advice I would give a married couple in business is um, yes to what Matt said, but also this is, we always say, we joke, this is our freedom machine, right? You don't, we're not doing this to grind for the rest of our lives. It takes grind at various times. And I would assume most other people are the same. I don't know that any married couple goes on this adventure of starting a business just to grind for the next 30 years. And so making sure that that you guys have the same goals, the same objectives, and figuring out together how to make that freedom machine work for you. Um, Matt has to remind me constantly, I, I love to save money. I love to worry about the future and all these things. And he's always like, that's not why we're doing this. Like buy the jacket, buy the shoes, take the kids on the trip. Like that's why we're doing this. Obviously within your budget, just going to put that out there, but yeah. Even if the jacket's from Goodwill, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. 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 But you know, like we, within the means of what our company provides us, like we need to enjoy this life. And that's for us with kids, a huge lesson too. We don't want them to see us work hard together only to not enjoy it. And so they're watching and I hope that they see we're both disciplined as well as um, having fun. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. I love that. How often, one thing I just thought of here, how often do you guys sit down and work on your business and set goals and talk about stuff to you? Is it every quarter you guys kind of sit down and plan out the next quarter and, and action plans and that sort of stuff? We do it really intensely about twice a year. And then yeah. we, we don't really do it quarterly, but it's, it seems that we kind of naturally fall to that. Yeah. But really kind of check-ins and stuff. Yeah, we around the first of the year and then we're having a little retreat this weekend, kind of resetting goals and stuff like that. Too. Nice. Perfect timing with the anniversary. I wonder how that happened. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. It's oh. so crazy. That's good. Um, well, guys, I, I appreciate you guys both as, as people and what you guys are doing for the industry as a couple. Um, like I said, I really didn't know you guys that well until all of a sudden, I feel like the last four months I've, I've gotten to know you guys quite a bit. Um, but it's been a joy to get to know you guys, spend some time together. Um, and I appreciate you guys coming on the show to do this and, and share your perspective and your story and your history with everybody. And, uh, I just appreciate you guys taking time to do that. Thanks. Always happy to do it. We're a big fan of yours too, Chris. I appreciate it. Thanks guys. See ya. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.